for the next three weeks as we push toward Thanksgiving. We're going to jump into this series that's called Entitled. Today, though, is really focused on the needs of one very specific group of people. People that are fatherless, motherless. What we would call them orphans. They're really one of the most vulnerable populations in our world. The problem only even compares to the problem of hunger or starvation in scope and in its depth. And so as we do that, we want to give you a glimpse of what we're doing in the church, and we want to help you understand why this would matter. And hopefully by the time we're done today, all of us will think about this a little bit differently, and maybe even approach this issue differently in our own lives, our own hearts. Most of the time when we have a, a big need in front of us, whether it's poverty or homelessness or something that's very extreme, we approach it from a position of Christian love or charity, maybe even compassion. Rarely do we approach a situation like that with empathy. You see, empathy requires that we've been there, or that we've experienced it. Donna, when she leaves Castle Rock and drives up to work, she works in the Lowry area. So she leaves Castle Rock, and, and when she drives to work and home, she passes a few intersections where there are some people who are homeless. And I don't know what you do when you pull up to an intersection like that. Maybe you're second or third, maybe first in line at the stoplight. There's somebody there with a sign, and they're, they're wanting some attention, some love, some money, some food, something. And they pass you. So I don't know what you would do. I can see them look down and look away or them with the radio. Or, and if I'm not going to give them anything, it's an awkward moment. Anything but eye contact, right? Anything but person to person. Oh, my goodness. I have nothing for you today. Don got tired of that moment when she would be on her way to work or home from work. I don't know, is it good to get money? Is it good to hand $20 that's perpetuating the issue? All the homeless missions have various opinions on this. But Don knew that, well, I, I don't know. I, I'm the one in the intersection, and you're the one that has the need. Something. We're do something. So she said, here's what we're going to do. So we're going to go to Sam's, and we bought a bunch of stuff, you know, crackers and food and things like that. And we filled our little bags with those from Walmart. You got about a thousand of those at your house too. We had piles of them everywhere and so we just stuffed them with a variety of snacks and good goodies, you know, food, non-perishable stuff and uh, bagged them up and put them in the car. Their hands were just great. Yeah, this was really good. So now Donna pulls up and goes down the window and takes off the bag of good stuff that satisfies hunger for maybe, I don't know, 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half maybe. Of course, what's meaningful is this moment where Donna makes eye contact and says to this person, I see you. You're not invisible to me. I've taken responsibility to help meet one of your needs. What did you have for And then we drive on and they go back to their asking, right? 
future, but this is my hope for you before the day is out. That by the time we're done, you and I both will be able to approach this issue of orphans in our world and those that do not have families in their immediate context with a sense of empathy. Something that is deeply a part of Scripture. In fact, we would even call it this as a, a whole theology of adoption. And if we can understand this theology of adoption that's in Scripture from the beginning to the very end, then we'll be able to not just feel compassion or do something out of obligation or just Christian love for the people who are most vulnerable in our world. We'll be able to do so from a position of, I know how we feel. I experience the very same thing spiritually, and of course, I want this. The spiritual world is the one that is real and the one that will last. So this theology of adoption is key, and like I said, from the beginning to the very end. So all through Scripture, God's telling a story, right? Genesis to Revelation, and that story continues today with you, your life, your deal, your circumstances, your family, and all of us connected. The story from the very beginning, I think God would say it this way, it's all about the family. And you know this. The first family, right? You know their names. Adam and Cain and Mom and Dad. story continues throughout Genesis with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, right? Sarah and Rebecca and Leah and her kids and his families. And then, of course, you look in the New Testament and you look at all the different things that are represented, all of these people who are connected. And the big question with all of these families from beginning to end, with Cain and Abel, Jacob and Esau, what is this question? It's a question you ask if you have siblings. It's a question that's asked of your family before you ever came along. Do I belong? Do I belong? Everybody have a sibling? You looked around, you saw your mom and dad, you thought, I don't know where they came from. Anybody have a, what do you call it, a non-genetic? So my, me and my brother, we look a lot alike. We look, I think we almost be twins at times. My little brother is uh, six foot two and red hair.
debauchery and his fun, the foolishness would have lasted as long as his money lasts. And now he finds himself destitute, looking for a servant's job. And he can feed the pigs. We can't think of a more embarrassing job for a young Jewish boy than to find himself in a pig with pigs. And he said, I long to fill my stomach with the paws of the pigs. As he begins to put together his plan, he imagines that maybe his father will accept him back into the fold, that he comes back as a lowly servant. He reasons that even the slaves that my dad has, they're better off than I am. I need to go back home. And so Jesus tells the story, and he says, Yes, this is what the young man says. I will set out and go back to my father. I will say to him, This 
mothers who cannot financially sustain their families end up giving up their children because they cannot care for them themselves. Chris and his team decided they would help them find some economic viability through helping them learn skills. Some of you purchased some of the products made by these single mothers a few weeks ago in our lobby. They're designed by one of our own. All the work done by these single moms. The products brought back here. The profits going back there. And this is the only place where they sell it. There's no other place they will. But the goal, of course, is to create a family that can be economically viable.